your podcasts. For the win! From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday, Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Keith Murphy. This is a big, hairy American winning machine. And he fails. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. I'll talk to you later. It's the Murphy and Andy Show. It's a three and Powered by A.D. British Young, Cinderella. On 1460. KXNO. And now 106.3 FM. Mervyn Andy Show here on a Thursday, 106.3 KXNO. Glad to have you with us alongside Andy Fails. I'm Keith Murphy. We're powered up by uh, A.D. Just went by the dry cleaners. This ever happened to you where you, uh, there's a bell there and no one's around the desk at something and it says ring the bell if necessary and i you know i start kind of timid where it's just like a ding yeah and you know nothing and i can i can hear and that that's a that's a tough hot job there you know with dry cleaning it's so a tough I, decision when it's the manual ring you're like how oh. hot, how hard do i ring it so to i start out i wait and it's, i'm starting to eye the clock you know and time slows down when you or does it speed up? When you start watching the clock because you're thinking, okay, I got somewhere to be. I've got a, I got a show here that starts. I'm worried. So I give it another minute or two. And this time, time speeds I, up. Yeah. Speeds up. Yeah. So this time I, you know, you I really, that, you put some elbow ding! grease in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I can hear people starting to, uh, yell at each other or, or yell to each other, not necessarily at each other. Was it in a foreign language? Yes. Because then it's hard because you don't yep. know if they're talking about hey you don't know Correct. if they're saying hey somebody's at the counter they're ringing the bell or if they're talking about something completely unrelated. Right. So then I have to make the tough decision because I'm two dings in at this point. Ooh, and next a third to, ding. Next to the ding thing is a big like schoolhouse bell like with a handle on it to ring. Wait, well, they got two different bells. Two different bells, which tells so that's me that's a problem. They're they're in the back, you know, working a lot again. Hard work. Thank you. You know, some, but I, I, I wait, so I put it off for another minute or two. I'm looking at the clock, and I pick Jeez. up the old ring for dinner bell. And, you know, the, oh, yeah, the, 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 the yeah. one with a handle on it. Yeah. And, I, and the, and a nice lady comes running apologetically. And, you know, I felt like I was in there for 15 minutes. It was like four minutes. The manual, uh, dinger is, uh, it, it's a, it's a tough decision because, they might just be right around the corner, you know, right there. I'm right so here. So if you, you know, really lean into that first <laughs> yeah. ding, ding, they're going to come around the corner and be like, yeah, What's I'm problem? right here. What's your Don't problem? Don't break my bell. I'm, I'm right here. But if you go soft like you did, not what sure they, they ever heard it? it. You might have to follow it up with a, a second ding. Yeah, it was the whole thing or a third. was uncomfortable. Plus, uh, we have like bad air quality out there again. What's going on with that? Yeah, it's it's. Do I really need to worry about this? It's or? the story. I don't think so. Um, it's not, not nearly as bad it. here. But God, in Chicago, did you see that yesterday? Yes. Or, or even advent the Adventureland camera that Ed was playing last night, the time lapse one. <laughs> it 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 looks. Uh, it, here's how bad it was. It was so smoky that the 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 thunderstorm again on time lapse time lapse camera. The thunderstorm moved in and out on the camera, and you couldn't really tell. It was so smoky already, it, it covered up the thunderstorm clouds. 
So we're still in bad air quality. I think it's uh, some of it blew out today, but it's supposed to be a factor uh, through tomorrow. And then I was reading another story that said this is going to be an issue this summer because the fires are still going. We are we haven't even started wildfire season. That's usually late July when things have been hot for a long time and really dried out. So it's going to be an issue this summer. We just got to get used to it. Other than the aesthetics, I, I, I'm not worried about it. I mean, sometimes it, it it makes for a less attractive view. But I really should have my I should have my son Cade check with his doctor. Maybe he need, I mean yeah, yeah. he's missing part of his lungs. Maybe he yeah, should be a, limiting his people that are exposure. sensitive to it. Yeah, I have to really kind of pay attention to this. Um, but you know, smoke, smoke is uh, it's one of those one of those things that people have just been kind of fascinated with since the dawn of time. Really? Yeah. You you realize how many songs are about smoke? No. Take a listen. I still smoke. You must be burning me behind my back. Drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke. Yeah. When Iron Maiden comes in, you got to shut it down. I, I don't want to take away from your, your moment here, but I, I just don't think the inspiration for most of these songs is air quality concerns. I, I, think, I think it's blunts. Well, you know, fire, different forms. This, where do you think this smoke came from? Let's get to the one at one on the Murph and Andy show. The one at one. One point one. With Murph and Andy. Powered by Kaversky Brothers Lawn Care. Iowa's Caitlin Clark wins Big Ten Female Athlete of the Year. Uh, I immediately had somebody say, this is an odd time to give out an award, yeah. June. But it's the school year. It's the it's the 2022-23 school year. Yeah, and the College World Series marks the end of the yeah. athletic uh, calendar, okay, right? Okay. So, year, that that's what it means. Uh, this, the the Wherever she's keeping all these trophies, the, the Clark family is going to need... An addition to the house for just the just the national trophies. It's you really want a trophy room though. It's an awkward place to bring somebody. Oh, we're in my trophy room. I mean, but the dusting that you have to do, dusting around that stuff, take it collects a lot of dust. I would think so. I yeah. mean, I don't have a lot of trophies, but you know, I mean, those are little uh, awards when they just sit up there forever it's not like you'd do anything with them where you would take them down regularly so there's a lot of trophies yeah what's what's more egotistical have a trophy room where they're all there or have them like scattered throughout so every time somebody walks into oh there's a what's that 
Oh, that's my National Player of the Year trophy. <laughs> oh, what's what's that up on the mantle? Oh, that's my Big Time Player of the Year trophy. Did, did you just have them random like uh, your? Is that the Academy Award on a toilet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. What's uh, that salt just shaker a... made out of? Oh, that's our Final Four trophy. <laughs> uh, you put them all to work yeah. in your house, right. is what yeah. you're saying? What? 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 I've never eaten cereal out of a gold bowl before. What is oh, it? Uh, yeah, oh, that's, that's my Honda Cup. That's the Honda Cup. <laughs> All right, well, she's the, uh, Caitlin Clark is the third Hawkeye woman to win the award. In 1994, Christy Gleason won for field hockey. Many of you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Megan Gustafson won in 2019, so that's just four that. years ago. So just a couple of, the, by now, you probably know them, but Clark led her team to the first ever NCAA championship game. Hawkeyes had the most wins in a single season. But here's where it really stacks up, and I do think we forget we're starting to forget some of this just because you get a little bit of like, oh, why are you talking about Caitlin Clark? Well, beyond the transcendent superstar celebrity stuff, keep this in mind. During the NCAA tournament, Caitlin posted the first 40-point triple-double in NCAA tournament history, men's or women's, broke the NCAA single tournament records for most three-pointers, most points scored, She's the only player in the nation with 1,000 points, 240 rebounds, 310 assists, and 45 steals. She's the first player in Division I women's basketball history to record more than 1,000 points and 300 assists in the same season. And she was the fastest D1 player, men's or women's, to reach 1,500 career points over the past 20 seasons. This is not a hype train. This is real. Those stats are yeah, incredible. Well, I I doubted it until you gave me that list there. No, <laughs> we, yes, yeah. we we know that by now. I was thinking about that today um, as I was mowing the lawn this morning. Get a lot of thinking done while I'm mowing the lawn. I I, I am looking forward to seeing Hawkeye football from the very start of the season. I'm looking forward to seeing the Utah State game. Looking forward to. The start of the Iowa State men's basketball season, I, I, I'm looking forward to the very first game, non-conference. Iowa women's basketball, I'm ready to jump straight into the NCAA tournament. You just want to skip the season? Yeah. I feel like it's a formality. Really, don't, I mean, don't you, though? I mean, you, you have seen what she can do in the biggest games that you can have in that sport. I, I don't. I just want to see her and that team right back at that level of competition. I don't need a ramp. I don't need an ex- an entrance ramp. I get that. Get but right don't into you, it. Don't you want to see how she has to change her game to yeah, without Monica Sinano out there? A little bit, yeah. I mean, a little bit. But I'm just, I'm really not interested in the Big Ten season. AD, uh, can you make a call and say, I mean, who who do we contact about just going straight to the NCAA tournament, and how do we decide who's in it? It's a good question. I'll, I'll maybe I'm go efforting. straight to the Big Ten tournament. That that's as much okay. warm up as as I need. I I'm I, I want to because it was riveting. It was a really <laughs> it was really fascinating women's tournament to me, and I want more of that. I don't want to have to wait. Murph and Andy show one hundred six point three KXNO. Uh, Cyclone legend Ashley Jones. Cut by the Dallas Wings yesterday. This 
it surprised many of us. I guess it when you look into it deeper, it, it's not as surprising because he was barely playing 14 total minutes across uh, I don't know, 16 or 17 games. So she didn't get much of a chance, averaging less than a point, less than a rebound a game, barely played. But it is, again, a reminder of how difficult it is to make a WNBA roster. There are 12 teams with 12 roster spots. Many of the women play into their mid-30s. So the spots just don't come open very much. And I remember when Monica Sinano was drafted in the second round, like Jones was in the second round, I mentioned the statistic that about 25% of second rounders stick on a roster. You know, three and four are cut. So it, this is not as surprising as it seems. It's just we all we all seen with our own eyes how good Ashley Jones is and why she's the Big Twelve, why she was the Big Twelve Player of the Year, why she was an All American. But uh, she'll have to find another team now. Yeah, kind of helps and hurts the WNBA at the same time. I mean, the, it, it's hard to make the roster to begin with. It, it's hard to stay on those rosters. So few teams only. Two, uh, two conferences, two divisions, basically, in the whole league. As you said, 12 teams. Um, so th- you know that each one of those teams is, is pretty loaded with really good players. But at the same time, it, it's such a small league that, yeah, I mean, you would have the opportunity to bring in this fan base from Iowa, mm-hmm. you know, with Monica Sinano and, and, and Ashley Jones, because if they're playing, fans around here are a little bit more interested, but that'll make the team, that'll stick with the team. People have less incentive around here to watch. Last night uh, happened late. Maybe you were up, maybe you weren't, but uh, the Yankees' Domingo Herman pitches a perfect game. Grounded to third. The fourth perfect game in Yankees history. And you will always remember where you were June 28th of 2023. Well, maybe not all of us, but certainly the... Uh, no, we won't. The the announcer here. So, Herman, that's the 24th in history. These are so rare. First since 2012. So it's been... 11 years since Major League Baseball had a perfect game. I I hate to even ask this, but did it quickly go through your mind? Like, is this minimized at all that it was the A's? <laughs> yeah, a little bit it is. I, I mean, a little bit. Now, there are now, a lot of things that have minimized stuff like this in, in Major League Baseball. You need great defense, which which Ramon had. The, the, the any record, any milestone in Major League Baseball is not what it used to be for a number of reasons. A little bit of luck involved, good defense, great pitching. I mean, he's he, able to pitch a whole game. That's right. Yeah, 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 leave him in. Right. That's another thing that it takes uh, that it takes to do this. Now, it's the 24th in Major League history. A reminder, it really should be the 25th. Ground ball, right side. Cabrera will cut it off. Colorado covers. He's out. No, oh, he's safe. He is safe. He is safe at first base. Jim Joyce said he was safe at first base. Why is he safe? 
Oh my goodness, Jim Joyce, no! Jeez Louise. Oh my goodness. What a travesty. It really wasn't that close, either. Uh, Jim Joyce may be overcompensating for not wanting to look to give a favorable call. But I think what I remember most about this, Andy, is the the grace that Galarraga extended Jim Joyce. Yeah, and, you know, how many times is this mentioned? Uh, Basically, any time you're talking about instant replay or reviewing calls, this comes up as an example of why you have to have some system in place to keep something like this from happening. You don't want to know the Jim Joyce situation. <laughs> just one of those names that's just going to live in infamy forever. Yeah. How long ago, A.D., do you recall? That when was 2010. Yeah, we were. Okay. We had the show going, but it was Jeez. a long time ago. Uh, tonight is the match. I think it starts around 5.30. What is the match, you say? Well, uh, it is, uh, it, it's golf with mic'd up participants. Tiger has done the match before with Phil, and they had did they have NFL players with them? Maybe maybe uh, was it Tom Brady against yeah. Aaron Rodgers? Maybe or so I don't know. This time it is just players. It's it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs, of course, and the Warriors, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. It's two different sports, two different sets of great teammates. You got some guys in there that are usually pretty good on a microphone. Let's get a quickie poll from WCI Pools and Spas. What's your interest level in the match featuring Mahomes and Kelsey versus Steph and Clay? Uh, I can't wait. I'll watch. That's a game time decision, or I have zero interest. Before you answer, either one of you aware before getting up today that the match took place today? No. No. <laughs> okay. So the publicity blitz has, has not gotten to you guys, clearly. I assumed it was golf, but I had to check. You, even today, you assumed like you weren't even sure what this was. I was pretty sure it was golf. <laughs> okay. I, w- I was assuming it was golf, but I had to check. When I saw this quickie poll, I knew it was golf. I figured it was like this weekend with the holiday weekend. So it, it literally wasn't until about 10 minutes ago I realized, oh, oh. That, this is happening today. So even as you're posting this poll, you're not aware that it's a today? No. Wow. No. Okay. It, yeah, it's in a few hours. So I'm going to put neither one of you down for can't wait, because obviously you can wait. We have um, waited. I don't think you're going to watch. So it's either game time decision or just flat out zero interest. I, I don't have zero interest. I'm excited to see the highlights of this, like the clips. I'm excited to tomorrow morning look at Twitter and see what gets pulled on video and what has gone viral between. Because I like all four of these guys. I think there's going to be some fun banter. Travis Kelsey's going to say something nuts. <laughs> Steph's going to hit a crazy shot because he's really good at golf. So I'm excited to watch about 15 minutes of the highlights of this in total. Um, but I will not watch this live. I, I couldn't say anything better than that. Yeah, I'll look for the highlights. I'm sure there will be some. What, what will probably be reminded of just how good at golf golfers are, like pro golfers? Could be some of that. What about Travis Kelsey reminding us of of how much we doubted the Chiefs? Do you think that'll be out will there? Will that come up? Yeah, or or doubted oh, them in this match? Yeah, exactly. Nobody believed. Just disrespect. Just totally well, disrespect. once again. Yeah, once again, we're we're disrespected. No one, yeah, no let, one believes. Let me we just would say right, of, right, 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 right now on the record, I think they've got a fifty-fifty chance. I have no idea. Fifty-fifty <laughs> chance. If they win, I will not be surprised. I, I think whoever has Steph Curry is probably favored because at least of these four, I know he's really good at golf. 
Andy, would would you watch more or less of this if if Mitch Holtis was calling it? <laughs> uh, yeah, because you'd kind of have to watch in the moment, right? I think I would watch more. All right. Yeah. You can hate that putt. You can disrespect <laughs> well, that putt. You can doubt that putt. You have to live I, with that putt. How can he call golf? He, he yells. You have to be yeah, like he, six yeah, holes yeah, away. You have to be in a truck six blocks away. It's time for another $1,000 home run. You head to KXNO.com and enter the nationwide keyword check for a chance at $1,000. That's check at KXNO.com. Another chance to win in the following hour. The future of Chicago sports? Question mark. R-E-E. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's play Guess Who's Birthday on the Murph and Andy Show. Powered by Cellular Advantage. All right, let's do it, Murph. You're up first. Guess Who's Birthday. All right, what's going on? Happy Monday. Welcome to Fanatics. Oh, it's Chris Williams. It is. Uh, Chris Williams. Happy birthday, Chris. Chris Williams is... God, he's really entitled, so he's got to be at least... Uh, he's 39. He is 39. Well done. I got that wrong today. Oh. I, I texted him and said, hey. He's like, nope. Uh, Andy, <laughs> guess his birthday. <laughs> uh, that's Kawhi Leonard. Sure is. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is tw- <laughs> 29. He's 32. Oh, so that's ooh, a miss. Already lost. Smurf guess his birthday. That's Blake Shelton. It is. He's, uh, Blake Shelton is 50. He's 47, so that's a Ooh, miss. Really? I thought he was older than that, too. And he guessed his birthday. This is traumatic brain injury, Mike. I had a traumatic brain injury December 4th, 1988. Split my skull wide open, hit a curb off a of Harley going 40 miles an hour without a helmet. Not not laughing at the brain injury. No, Sorry, no, just hearing he, hearing his voice. That's Gary Busey, and I honestly don't know if that's in an interview or when he was in Entourage. It, it, Remember that he was he was just like totally himself yeah. in Entourage. I don't even think he knew the cameras were rolling. No, it didn't matter. They just showed up, and it was what he was already talking about. So they put it in the show. Gary Busey is seventy three. He's 79, Ooh, Murph, you win. All right. Uh, wow. It's two in a row. NHL draft in Nashville last night, and the Chicago Blackhawks get their man. With the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. Regina. That's it. That's how you say it. Regina Pats. Uh, Regina High School. So, well, a couple of things here. First of all, that place was packed.
packed with Blackhawks mm-hmm. fans. Like you said, they they we, we know Chicago has a lot of diehard Blackhawks fans. We know you know it's a sports town, and when the Blackhawks are good, it's a really good big hockey deal city. Yeah. Good hockey city. But my goodness, I was taken aback by how many fans were there to capture their moment. And then the second thing is. They take that shot of Connor Bedard, and he looks so young. Yeah, he's I mean, he seventeen. Is young. He's seventeen. Be eighteen next month. But he he is. Oh wow! I mean, that's. I was really reminded uh, for a guy that's going to be in the NHL next year just how young he is. How how young he looks. And he's small. Yeah, he's a small player, so it makes him look even younger. Uh, but you know, he's a generational talent. Uh, he's a you know. Uh, Lemieux, Lindros type, uh, Connor McDavid type pick where you knew you knew that guy was going number one overall. You've known it for a long time. Hockey fans probably known it for years. Uh, there are hockey insiders right now that say he right now has one of the five best wrist shots on the planet. At seventeen, <laughs> and, and not in the NHL. Um, when you have that much. Uh, pre-sell and a, a fan base, like a real hockey fan base like Chicago's. I, I'm not surprised that that many people showed up for that draft. Otherwise, I went to the NHL draft one time when he was in St. Louis, went and covered it, and <laughs> it was like you know the floor of uh, the Scott Trade Center at the time was full, and that was it. You this know, there weren't packed. nobody in the in the regular seats. Uh, and I don't even remember who went. I don't remember who went number one that year. But it wasn't a generational talent that everybody was, you know, dying for. And this is kind of cool. I mean, when you have this, like uh, Victor, Victor Wembanyama, Wemben, Wembanyana, Wemby, yeah, Wemby, yeah, Wem, Wem generational pick, yeah. yeah, in both of those leagues, where just everybody knows. Without you don't even need the, the, all the suspense is in the lottery. Well, that's it, and then it's over. Like the, the Black Hawk, Blackhawks had picked this guy weeks ago. It was last night they just made it official. Boy, the Blackhawks fans loved it. Kyle Davidson, the general manager of the Blackhawks, making the pick, and uh, he should get no credit for that. By the way, <laughs> the penalty box uh, radio was doing man on the street interviews. We've all done them. Just wandering around just to see what Nashville knows about the draft. And on the street was with his hat on backwards and a T-shirt was Kyle Davidson, the GM of the Blackhawks. Oh, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, Kyle from Chicago. From Chicago? Yeah. Have you ever been to Nashville before? Uh, a couple times, yeah. For, for a Blackhawks fan? Uh, yeah. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not a lot and 10 being a whole lot, how much would you say you know about hockey? Probably like... I didn't. I didn't play professionally or anything, so probably like a four. Oh wow! Okay. Fan of the sport. I don't know. Some people say I don't know that much. So okay. Honest question. Do you think that the league rigged the draft in favor of the Chicago Blackhawks? No. Pretty confident. I'm very confident. Okay. All right. Here we go. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, what? Uh, and you wonder when that guy even found? Was it after he got huh, back when did to he the find station out? and somebody's like, "Hey, that's the." Blackhawks GM. It goes on for a while, and yeah, I, he I names think like twenty t- players. Yeah, and- the time he's like, "Can you name 
what is it? It's like how many can you name in thirty seconds? I think. And he, yeah, he names like twenty players in thirty. He names you know part of the roster. Yeah, mostly all Blackhawks. Wow, you're a big Blackhawks. That's when this guy's taken aback. All right, so I was reading this book, uh, Got Your Number, and I came across this. And Andy has pointed out before how how great Bobby Orr was. Um, and then I was reading some of this, and I was like, Gosh, this these sound like the kind of things you say about. Wayne Gretzky sometimes as far as, as being the only one. So Orr is the only player in history to win all four major awards of his sport. He won each of them at least twice, and remarkably, once won all of them in a single season. He's the only defenseman, as you've pointed out, to lead the league in points scored, and he did that twice. He was the first player at any position to win three consecutive MVPs. He had six seasons in which he tallied at least 100 points all other defensemen in history have combined for eight such seasons. His plus-minus was plus 80 in four different seasons. Wayne Gretzky achieved that only twice, and no other player ever did it more than once. Orr's mark of plus 124 in the 71 season is a record that stands to this day. And then perhaps most remarkable of all, his knees are so shoddy, yeah. he, he retired at age 30, mm-hmm. and they waived the Hall of Fame waiting period and put him in immediately. So he's the youngest member of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, completely changed the position immediately. Uh, he And he opened the door for the Paul Coffees of the world who would come around and, and, and then you know score more than 100 points as a defenseman and what, 30 maybe even 40 goals in a season as a defenseman, which is nuts from that position. But if you watch highlights from uh, when Bobby Orr is playing, first of all, the NHL is radically different when he's starting out. There's, you know, there's, there, there's only a few teams. Uh, his, you know, flying leap photo is uh, scoring in the Stanley Cup final against uh, the St. Louis Blues in the first or second year of after expansion. So, and that's when they, when, when the NHL expanded, like they put all the expansion teams in one half of the league and they all just played each other. And then they met in, in the final, they put them in one half of the league and they didn't let them cherry pick off or off, off the, you know, the, the meat of the rosters or anything. So they just had to put teams together. So, I mean that those teams that, that those blues teams that he was playing against were, Guys that were way over the hill, like Jacques Plante and Glenn Hall and stuff, or guys who were just getting started. But and that famous photo is in overtime, yeah. early in overtime, but it completes a four-game sweep to win the cup. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't have a lot of real competition from that side of the league. But he, I mean, I think like the the just you know nobody's wearing helmets. It's just crazy how rough the game was when he was playing, and his knee was just constantly getting blown out. I think he had there was a controversy about whether or not he was going to keep playing or, or whether he could get traded at the end of his career. I don't remember exactly the details of that, but he just said finally he was like, okay, it's too big of a headache. It's going to be too much to get my knees back in shape. Forget it. I'm done. And since that point, his legend is like never – it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Been eclipsed, right? I mean, that's amazing. Speaking of how rough the game was in, in the 70s, not going all the way, well, time's going all the way back to the 70s, but, 50s but, too, yeah. but playing, watching the uh, luckiest guy in the world, the Bill Walton 30 yeah. for 30, um, when, when Ralph Sampson goes after, I think it was Sheesting, like a, a guy that's like 5'10 on the Celtics, um, punches him, they get in a fight. Maurice Lucas comes out of nowhere. People are being tackled. I mean, it's a melee on the floor. Right. Two guys are ejected for that game, and that's it. You know that that's <laughs> yeah. the only thing that happens. And then the, the in a different year, and I remember this well. Uh, Daryl Dawkins, who was so strong, he broke backboards and caused them to change the way they developed backboards and the breakaway rims that they put on them. Uh, he that's how strong he was. But Maurice Lucas just squares up and and he's looks, a big enforcer, yeah. and yeah. he looks like he probably if you're scoring the fight, you would say Lucas yeah. won the fight over Dawkins. Then they're getting ready for that next game. They're both playing in the next game after having a fist fight, yeah. which you can't even imagine now. And it's kind of like it's kind of like hockey at the time. If you read yeah. the, if you read the punch by John Feinstein, which I think you've read that too. I have, yeah, it's a great book. Uh, or you read the breaks of the game by David Halberstam. They're both about seventies NBA, and each team has an enforcer, like a goon, like they do in the NHL or did in the NHL. And Maurice Lucas is that for the for the Blazers, right? The guys on the the guys from that Blazers team, that seventy seven team that yeah. won the championship, so great, so much fun to watch. Uh, they said Lucas would tell them. Like it, you know, if somebody cheap shots you or is giving you a problem, run them by me. Yeah, yeah, and I'll take care. And of then it. I'll mess with that guy. He comes out on the court, and you you know what he's out there to do. And I'm like, wait a minute, which, which sport are we talking about here? Is this basketball or hockey? Because it sounds so <laughs> no, much like hockey. It does. But uh, as he's pointing out, I I think this is in the punch we're talking about it. But the Rockets enforcer is Calvin Murphy. Jeez. Who's what? 5'11", like maybe six feet tall? Is he that tall? The the best at free throws, but just this total badass. Yeah, and... He's it, shorter, than, he's way shorter than most of these guys that he's going up against, but nobody wants to mess with Calvin Murphy because the guy is just a street fighter. And uh, just a really rough reputation with uh, women and relatives and children. He, he, yeah, just not a... Yeah, not a pleasant guy when he's not upset, a, but not a guy anyone but it's just kind of crazy with. to think that first of all these these teams have all got a guy on their team who is designated to do that job, and then they'll put him out there specifically to go after some guy that just cheap shotted your best player. If you haven't seen it, and then uh, have you seen this yet, AD? I, no. I know we all have. Uh, I've only seen seven. the first two. I haven't seen the third one yet. Okay, there's four parts. But the, well, I haven't seen the fourth one either. Yeah, the the I love the part three and and uh, I love part three the most because it it goes it follows that whole seventy seven championship yeah. year, and then it shows Walton eleven years later joining or nine years later 
joining the Celtics. Right. Which you, you had forgotten about him at the time. I thought, I, didn't, I was like, he's still in the league? He had missed so many years oh. with, with uh, his, his feet, feet just kept yeah. breaking. But the, gosh, the, uh, you know, Bird wants him. Right. And then the first thing Walton does, he goes, he goes straight to Robert Parrish's house. And, and uh, Parrish, who's interviewed, is like, uh, what? You should be getting to know Boston and, you know, seeing the town and all. What are you doing over here? And he's like, I just want to look you in the eyes and tell you I am here to be your backup. I'm not trying to take I'm not trying to compete for the job. He's like, this guy was MVP of the league when he was healthy. So Walton goes on to play more games that year than he's ever played in any season and win six man of the year. And part of the fun of watching that part three is watching that 86 Celtics yeah. team that is just like it, it is a reminder it says every element it, it does and it is a reminder of there is something lost in the three-point game right. like when when it's just mathematically smart to shoot yeah. three after three after three and that's the main objective down the floor is to get yeah. somebody open for a three when you see some of the passes oh, yeah. and outlet passes and some of the bird and the pick and rolls and the cuts that Walton and Bird and the other Celtics, McHale and Parrish and Dennis Johnson, just it's like watching art yeah. out there on the floor. The Blazer teams are a lot like that, too, at least the one when he was healthy. Uh, Mike has a thought on Calvin Murphy, I guess. Hi, Mike. Hi. Um, I'm a few years older than you, so I remember Calvin Murphy. He's my favorite player. He's five foot eight inches tall out of Niagara, I believe, but he could dribble a basketball, two basketballs, the length of the court and back, faster than anybody could do it with just one basketball. And they did that in between halftimes because they used to have like one-on-one games at halftimes of NBA games. Yeah, Do you remember that? I don't, but I, anyway, I'm not surprised. He was, a, he was a true enforcer, and his fight with Sidney Wicks out of UCLA, who was 6'9", and a big man, and he beat the holy crap out of him. Anyway, you can see that online. Uh, thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, listed at... At five nine, so he probably is five. Yeah, he probably eight. is five. That, that's five that's, nine that's, sneakers. So it's crazier than I. I made it out to sound. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere near six feet. So, but he's the enforcer. He's the enforcer. for the Rockets. <laughs> uh, we'll be back on the Murph and Andy show with throwdowns. That conditions apply. It's time for throwdowns on the Murph and Andy show. Let's throw it down, Murph. A perfect game is among the rarest feats in baseball. We had the 24th in history and first in nine years last night. Is there anything you'd rather see in person in baseball more than a perfect game? I don't think so. I, you know, I've seen a grand slam. I've seen a you know game-winning home run. I think a play at the plate to win can be really exciting. Uh, a, a triple is underrated. There, there's so many things in baseball that can be exciting, and we're seeing some of them slowly more come back into the game. But I've never seen a a, a, a perfect game. I've never even seen a no-hitter at the, the major league level. So that would be really cool, and it would be building so much as it goes along, especially if it's the home crowd, you're with the home crowd. So I think that would be at the top of the list. You know, honestly, uh, I can think of a lot of things I, I would rather see. I would rather see my team win a World Series. I'd rather see, you know, my favorite all-time player hit a home run. I, it would just be real personal. Somebody from my team, from a Cardinal throwing a perfect game, yeah, that would be amazing. But to be honest, and we've said this before, baseball milestones have lost so much of their shine due to 
steroids ruining records and just the interest in the game itself uh, hurting the the general uh, love for baseball that I feel like baseball milestones like this just aren't what they were when I grew up as a fan. Andy, the Angels have been mired in mediocrity with one of the best players of the generation and Mike Trout. Shohei Otani will be a free agent after this season, will likely get the biggest contract in history. Should the Angels go all in with Otani or get what they can for him while they can? They should go all in for Otani. They, they will never have another chance to have a player like this. They've already got him. What are you telling your fans if you have a guy like this and you don't try as hard as you can to keep him? I mean, maybe he is not enough to win a World Series, but he's two big steps toward a World Series. Most players are one. He pitches and he hits. Uh, he, he, is, he is already your guy. You want him to be your guy forever. Uh, I, I, just, I know it may not make, make sense, but they've thrown away so much money on giant contracts in the past. You want to say that stops now? When you have a guy that has already proven in an Angels uniform that he is what he is, you, you would look ridiculous. I don't think I'd say this for almost any other team, but I say get what you can for him. They're not winning with him. They know there's a, a, a risk here that he loses one of these incredible talents on a permanent basis hasn't had a significant injury yet when you're when you're taxing your body like no one has in the history of the game it seems like that might be on the inevitable side here i hope it's not i think also the angels this isn't their concern but do something better for the good of baseball get him out of that market where they just don't care that much it it, it, don't it's like he's this is this is unlike anything we've ever seen in sports history and it's He's almost tucked away in obscurity there. It's, we're all being robbed of, of not making a bigger deal out of this. And they've already had the best player of his generation in Mike Trout, and people wouldn't, wouldn't know him if he walked in and ordered a Subway sandwich in front of them. And they had Albert Pujols right after he was his generation's best talent, and he didn't do anything for the Angels either. Just it, whatever it takes, let's get him out of the Angels organization. Yeah, third place team right now, despite all of all of that. Uh, Murph Bryan in L.A. asked us this question. After you're done using your toaster, do you unplug it and move it, or does it just stay where it is? Stay where it is. I mean, set it up to where you don't have to make that move, because especially if you have a house where kids are in it like we have right now or had previously with more kids in the house, they are so lazy about stuff like this that they just won't use the toaster because I, I got I got to move it from the shelf over to here and plug it in. That's that's too daunting. I guess I just won't have toast. So yeah, you have to set these up for convenient use. I don't know. To- toasters get kind of nasty. They get a bunch of burn crap all over them and crumbs everywhere. Put the toaster away. I I pick it up, shake it over the sink. Get the crumbs out of there, and then I stick it underneath the sink where it lives. Bring it out each morning. I mean, I would rather just be able to keep it up on the on the counter and not move it. But you got all that junk on the counter all the time. We have other junk on the counter. We don't need one more piece. And put the toaster away. Do you clean your toast? Do you shake out the crumbs every time you use your toaster? I do. Wow. Because nobody else does. I was going to say I don't. I've lived in my house for seven years. Well, there's I've a got, crumb got tray. Ever been a 
dumping of the crumbs. I haven't used a toaster in years. Well, Judy, really? Judy probably mm. dumps the crumbs. Yeah, she probably. You does. only need one crumb dump- My kids eat dumper. <laughs> you only need crumb. one crumb dumper. I wanted dumper? to say crumb dumpster, but you're the crumb <laughs> dumper. Crumb dumper was crumb, my rap Crumb name. dumpster sounds just obscene. Uh, it's hour one of the Murph and Andy show. Uh, coming up in hour two, get it started with Trending Iowa. Also more. Glad to have you with us here on 106.3 KXNO. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.